everybody, it's your girl Aida Rodriguez, and this is Truth Serum with Aida. It is Monday, November 11th, and we, oh, November 12th, my bad, and we are alive, really, from Truth Serum, and thank you so much for coming back, guys. We are, uh, we got a good show for you today. We have some amazing people coming through. And uh, we're going to have our conversation like we always do. And, of course, we want you to be involved in our conversation. So please call us, 310-986-6610. And, um, Darren, what's going on? Not much, not much. Just uh, getting acclimated, getting on the board here. Yeah? It was, yeah, it was, um, it was an eventful uh, weekend. It was an eventful weekend. It's, yeah. It continues to be uh, eventful. And uh, listen, we are in California. We are in Southern California. We are having these outrageous fires. Uh, people are losing their homes. We've lost some lives. And we want to uh, acknowledge that um, there are some horrible things happening. Thousand Oaks just had a shooting all of this happened since I was here last, and I wanted to make sure that uh, I acknowledged that no tragedy is good tragedy. Uh, the earth is the great equalizer, and we are now feeling, you know, the wrath of Mother Earth. Uh, we cannot continue to mistreat her. So that being said, my heart is with those who have lost their lives, their property, who are struggling right now with the families who are left behind. And um, I just got to tell you that we are going to have to learn some solidarity and compassion for one another all over because until it matters to us that until everybody matters to us, that we won't reach a place. And, you know, in tragedy, we find um, in tragedy, we tend to find some unity and solidarity, but then it goes away. Um, when things come back. So I just wanted to say that uh, my heart is with all of the families of the victims who've lost their lives in these horrible fires, in that tragedy, that terroristic attack in that bar in um, Thousand Oaks. And we are going to dedicate this show to all of those people. Today is Veterans Day. We want to acknowledge that regardless of where you stand in the political aisle, however you feel about the military and what they do, Please don't take for granted that there are so many people who are out there uh, risking their lives because they believe that they are fighting for our freedom and our rights. And we should always honor those people. So happy Veterans Day to all of you who have served and ve happy Veterans Day to all of the people who are there to support the veterans, all of the nurses and the doctors and the people um, who support the military and law enforcement and the firefighters, uh, man, our heart here at Truth Serum is with you. That being said, uh, Darren, what's going on? How was your weekend? Tell uh, us about what you did. Um, well, I went out for the first time this year, pretty much. Um, and uh, I just went to USC's tailgate. A coworker of mine um, who works here uh, had a tailgate. So, you know, free is always good for me. So I decided to roll up and we had a good time. Uh, the the cues, um, what do you call that? Omega uh, Sci-Fi. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they had a tent and my. Uh, he started co hopping up and down because you, you, were they stepping? You <laughs> yeah, were like yeah. the cues. Yeah, no, they was stepping. the Omega Men. 
I've never I've seen them step before because I, I went our college didn't we had cues but there were like three of them so we would never really see like real step shows but yeah they they were going all out it, it was cool um, I had a good time I thought I was gonna be out of uh, out of place age wise but I fit I fit in I fit in okay mm, okay so you the last time I was on a college campus I, I felt old but um, I feel like. Well, I guess because it's it's homecoming, a lot of alumni come, so maybe the people were about the age, about my age. But yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Darren had fun this weekend. It's a yeah. different uh, experience because we always hear him say, "I did nothing." So good. I mean, for you. I did nothing after that. Okay, he's, he's consistent. Um, anyway, guys, I want to remind you that you are listening to Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez, and this Friday I will be performing at the Civic. Uh, the Civic Performing Arts Center in Thousand Oaks. Um, we are going to bring laughter to the city who could use some healing right now. Myself, Shantae Wayans, April Macy with the Every Woman Tour. You can go to funnyither.com and uh, get the tickets for the show. Uh, we have a very few tickets left. And, you know, and it's a good sign that in the middle of all of that's going on, people want to laugh and they want to heal. We are almost sold out. So if you are in the greater Los Angeles area or the Ventura County, make sure that you get your tickets because the show will sell out. It is Friday. We start at 730 again at the Civic Arts Performing Center in Thousand Oaks and April Macy from the Howard Stern uh, from Howard Stern. Last Comic Standing, Snoop Dogg's Bad Girls of Comedy, Shantae Wayans um, from True TV's uh, Laugh mob laugh tracks and several other things she did a comedy special she was on wild and out will be there with me on friday so make sure that you get your tickets and you come on out and let's help the city of thousand oaks heal um and let's be a part of that anyway if you are uh listening and you want to call in you want to chime in what's your truth 310-986-6610 310-986-6610. For those of you who are watching, make sure you download that dash uh, app, dash radio.com. And then you go to Marcus Presents dash comedy and click on the icon and you will be connected to the show. Make sure you do uh, download that app and connect with us. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got more show for you. Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez.
with Aida Rodriguez. I love the way they look at me when I say something off cuff because they're like, you're on the air. And I'm like, as if that ever made a difference to me. Um, anyway, we're back. My girl, Marcela Arguello is in the house. Burr, burr, burr. Um, and uh, if you're not familiar with her, you should be. She's uh, killing her right now. Comedian, writer, Twitter murderer. <laughs> she guy's like assassin. Listen, I go on Twitter every morning to see who she shut down. And um, I'm in awe of her sometimes because she really knows how to deal with the mean tweets. And listen, some of those tweets get really, really mean. Do they? Like, yeah. You're a comedian. I'm a comedian. But I'm like, do you do you operate from me? Do you purposely try to hurt people's feelings? I mean, it brings me joy. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I was a bully when I was a kid. Like, I bullied, like, I mean, like, the real bully the gay kids type stuff. You did? Yeah. And then I got a little older, and I was like, nah, that's not cool. I can't be doing that. And then I switched it, became the bully for the people that need some need, need a hero. Uh-huh. But I'm still, like, have the bully mentality. Uh-huh. That's honest. I like to hear it's that. It's effective. You some know? people need to be bullied. Yeah, everybody needs a little bit. The president is a bully. He's, a, I mean, and look how effective he is. I mean, he's the president, you know? I mean, it's proof that it people shouldn't take it, shouldn't underestimate it or take it for granted. Yo, that man has blamed women for their own rape. It's amazing to me. Uh, black people for their own demise and now uh, fire victims for their own fire. Right, right. Uh, it's amazing to me how someone can operate. He's crafty. <laughs> I respect. Uh, I respect his craftiness. Do you follow? He's him? a jet. He Jedi mind tricks. You know, and but people call for his followers, but for his to his followers, like oh, we yeah. are not. We don't. We're not affected by what he's saying. We're we're. I mean, not directly affected by what he's saying, but um, he's. I I mean, it's you got you have to respect what he's doing. Because he's being effective. And people don't, I think people on the left don't want to accept that. Yeah. No, he insults nobody's intelligence more than his own base. A hundred percent. And it works. And they're they're too stupid to know. So when people say to you, because I've seen them say to you on Twitter, stick to comedy. You're a comedian. Why are you talking about politics? What is your response to this stuff? I don't usually respond to that because mm -hmm. that actually doesn't, there's no logic in that. There's mm -hmm. no rules to anything. People create these like, um, these ideas of what every industry is supposed to do, but in the history of art, everybody's done everything. Right. No artist has never, I mean, if an artist limits himself, that's their choice. 
right? Right. People choose not to talk about politics, but artists and po- politics blend perfectly. Absolutely, it's all the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you if you're you know benefiting from the system or even suffering from the system, then your life is political. Yeah. You just choose not to see it that way or choose not to talk about it. This is sorry, I'm not being funny. <laughs> no, it's okay. I want you to be yourself. I don't. I'm I in a bad mood I today, I so I'm not gonna be funny. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna be funny. I can't I got, stand comedians that are on all the time. I can't do it. I'm tired. It's a lot of work. It's exhausting. The other, I respect comedians that are on, on all the time because I'm like, I can't do that, but they can't do what I do. So it's not yeah, really it's annoying though to have a conversation with somebody and when you say something, they tag your statement. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're like, oh, I got a joke about that. I'm like, bitch, right, right. I'm talking about right, right, right. my abortion. Yeah. Ah. Um, <laughs> that conversation comes up often for you, huh? Man, the con- well, you know. Abortion? All- you always can abortion. Because with LPJ because I've been going... I go on the road. Oh, really? Them. So, yeah. So, uh, me and Liz Winstead, I went on there. That's tour. dope. Oh, man. People, because in Puerto Rican, that's a running joke. How many abortions oh, have you had? Okay. It's like, you know, and it's old. I, I, I wish people came with better jokes for me. They don't. Nah. So, you, so the thing that I fan over you the most is Bill Nye, the science guy. He's great. So, you were working on a show? On Netflix, he had Bill Nye Saves the World. So I got hired for season two because they were looking for someone edgy. They're like, they need more edgy jokes, right? So they hire me. Blind hired me. Like, I don't know how to submit a packet or nothing. I knew they had a writer. And um, boy, did they make a mistake. Why? <laughs> Some people think they want edgy. They don't know. I made a writer cry. Did you make a writer cry? I did. I sure did. What happened? Fuck that bitch. Tell it. Tell it. Trying to, trying to not include my shit you know because that's the thing when you're a writer you got to fight for especially if you don't have a lot of experience you have to fight for if you care about what the fuck you're doing right i can cuss on here right yeah oh yeah, yeah. i figured but i was like wait if you care about what you're doing you're gonna fight for how do, i turned into like me fighting for words and shit like that so it was really irritating and then i finally was like man so i, f- I flipped out which is i mean that, that room got out of control but it was fun it was bill nye is really dope he's fun he's nice to work with he's cool funny as hell he's feminist as fuck I nice like to hear I love to hear when I hear uh, you know someone that I admire standing on the right side of history with us it just yeah he has I guess his mom was a hardcore feminist so he was raised with, with that and um, I mean it makes sense you know what's funny I feel that way when I do this show cause mm-hmm. like sometimes you listen to comedians podcasts and everybody 17 comedians in a room everybody's trying to get on the mic and crack a joke right and I want to have a conversation right 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 and so then I think that people uh, who listen to the show are not entertained when I'm having just real conversations with people. And then I get the responses from people saying, thank you for just having a conversation. Right, right, right. Well, of- I mean, it's, it's it's almost expected. And and most comedians I know that I'm friends with usually are more intelligent than the average person. Yeah. So the conversations are always superior. Yeah. <laughs> you see why Darren is looking like, is that so? <laughs> Have you ever seen my setup perform? No, I haven't. Well, yeah. well, well. I run at Los Angeles. I haven't I seen re- you perform, which is sad. You haven't seen her perform? No. How long you guys work together? Uh, oh, well, like a half a year, maybe? Yeah, my six months. That's not bad. That's still yeah. not an excuse. I mean, I've seen, you, I've seen your viral stuff. But yeah. I, I, Only I, viral. I should, he said I, viral. Very specific. <laughs> He's very specific. No, but I, I, I want to see you, of course. I'm going to uh, see everybody. He's like, 600 views. I'm good. <laughs> Skip. Next ad. He'd, rush, he'd rather watch the ads than watch your... <laughs> 600 uh, view uh, video. Only 100,000 views and more. Yeah, wow. Very so specific. You, you, so 
One of the things that I um I see you when I, I see you because I'm always being told I'm too much, I'm too edgy, mm-hmm. I push too hard, I'm too aggressive, I seem angry. And I'll see some of the people tweet crazy shit to you like that. What what do you feel about that? Like tell me what is what goes through your mind when somebody tells you that you're too much? I mean, I'm I am a lot. I know that about myself, but I've been that way since I was a kid. So mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. It's other people that have a problem with it. So it doesn't bother me if people are like, you're too much or you too this, too that. I'm like, yeah, but that's how, that's who I am. And if it's too much for you, then if you don't follow. I mean, that's what's cool about what I, what I, what you do, what I do yep. is that it's, it's a choice to be entertained by me. Yeah. Right. That's and I'm right. not, it's not, I'm not forcing anybody to sit in the audience. People walk out all the time. People and walk out on your shows? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's not like. Every show, like 50 people are walking out. But yeah, everyone's No, you're not Paul Mooney. <laughs> Hopefully one day, one day. That's yeah, the goal, exactly. That's the goal. That's the goal. Um, but you know, every once in a while, if somebody walks out and you're like, yeah, okay, well, you're you're sensitive. So of course you I, do. I had some people walk out on me in... It's funny. Oh, it was in Connecticut. I had uh, some white people walk out on me when I was talking about people of color. Yeah. And it was they weren't offended for the people of color, but the people of color didn't give a fuck. Never they, did. They thought it was funny. Yeah, of course. They were gl- they were glad to be a part of the conversation because we tend, you know, I did this conference last week, and they said to me, "Hey, please don't talk about race. Don't talk about gay people. Don't talk about, um, you know, just don't stay away from the marginalized groups." Mm-hmm. So I went on stage and I talked about. All the things, uh, yeah. and I was like, you know, if you guys want to reach these people, you got to stop ignoring them. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody says, nobody wants to be included and not included, and that's the. I think that's the problem with this left right shit. Nobody can be more condescending to me than liberals sometimes. Absolutely, and they're the most condescending because they have no sense of humor. Usually, no. it's so frustrating. I'm in an interesting spot because I'm technically a person of color, but I'm white passing. Right. So, and for those who don't know the difference between white and white passing, it just means that I love my parents. Um, <laughs> but I sometimes when I'm talking about certain subjects, um, many people of color they they can be a, just as offended as a white person. Me talking about the same stuff. Right. But it's because they don't think I have any authority, to, and they're they're not wrong to think that because they're just not used to it. Right. Right. But it doesn't mean I'm wrong. You're salvi, right? I'm super salvi. The the. Th- <laughs> Well, you know, the other thing is we have to explain what we are Always. when we're brown because here we're just tall Mexicans. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm mean? just, some people think I'm white. Some people think I'm Argentinian. People, every, I'm everything. Depends yeah. who you ask. Some people think I'm black. Some people think I'm just black and white. You talk, you go in really hard about issues of people of color. And I think that a lot of Latinos don't do that. We have so much division amongst ourselves. And- well, a lot of Latinos, they don't, they, they think they have to choose a side. That's yeah. the problem. I grew up. I grew up as the whitest in my family. Everybody else has brown skin, has an accent, or like you know, three of the six are immigrants. You know, so I had a different experience. I saw what they had to go through, and I never had to go through it. But that didn't mean I wasn't affected by what they were going through. Right. And so I see it differently. But I can imagine if I wasn't paying attention, I would be like, I'm white and I I'm fine. What are you guys complaining about? You know, if I was stupid, I would think that. Yeah, I wasn't stupid. I'm the dark one in my family. So you are listening to Truth Serum Live with Aida Rodriguez. This is Marcela, Marcela Arguello. I like to say our names. 
a Aida Rodríguez. Aida Rodríguez. Marcela Josefina Arguillo. No, I'm Aida Margarita Rodríguez Ooh. Paradas. Oh, wow. And nobody, nobody's going to ever say our name like that, no. you know, especially at a show. They're like, yeah, this girl's really funny. Give it up for Ida Rodriguez. People don't even know the D's. A lot yeah. of black comics can't even say the D of my name. They'll say Rodriguez. I to that. Are you serious? Yeah. What they do they, they say? Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah, without the D. How do they, how do they fuck up your name? Oh God, it's every. You know what's funny? When people like, if a host comes up to me and they go, "How do I say your last name?" Arguello, you know. Don't overthink it. I always tell them, "Don't overthink it." And then look, if they came up, if they come up to me a second or a third time, I'm like, dude, forget about it. Cause what's going to happen is you're going to mess up my first name. Cause that's what happens. People focus so much on my last name. Yeah. I've had somebody be like, Maria, oh, um, oh, oh, oh my God. Uh, uh, they, they lose it. That's what's it's so funny. I had a host look at me from the microphone and say, what's your name again? <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> and I was like, this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I destroyed him. She's really funny. Who are you again? Yeah. yeah, he was just like, what's your name again? It was, it, it, uh, it's when I'm on the road. And of course, a lot of white guys are upset that they got to go up before me. Oh, of course. And then it's, Why? you can feel it. Because of the egos. They're like, look, I had this dude go up in front of me. He was my feature in Dayton. I think it was Dayton. It was in Ohio somewhere. By the time he got off stage, he was drenched in sweat. He had done calisthenics on stage. Mm -hmm. It was like this, follow that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went on stage and I was like, I'll wait. You know, because that's now my energy. And I just brought everybody back to me. And then we just did my yeah. hour of comedy down here in this energy level. But that motherfucker did a flip on stage. <laughs> oh, my God. And I would, he was Good. like, I'll show why, you. And why I was, people should have to do flips on stage nowadays. We need more from them. Ex we do. We need to. They, this whole deadpan thing that they claim, oh, I don't do that kind of stuff. I'm not a low common denominator comedian. And I'm like, yes, you are. Just because you're not doing flips, that shit you're saying we've heard all over the place. Right, right. They're also, I mean, doing deadpan is pandering to a certain type of crowd too. Yeah. You know, so it's like you, we're all pandering to somebody. Yeah, Just, I, I agree. And if it's not who you are, then you really are pander, uh, pandering. Right, you know? exact, you, exactly. That's me, the thing. I'm, I'm low energy anyway. That's yeah, just yeah. who I am. People, they tell me here, bring up your energy. And I'm like, fuck you, suck my dick. Right. I don't want it. This is my energy level. I mean, the thing for me is my energy changes all the time. You know, so I, I, I can't even say when I'm going to be on stage. Sometimes I'm like all the way up here and being wacky and using my body because I can. Oh, yeah. I was at the improv with you one time and you did your Beyonce joke, mm -hmm. which I think is hilarious. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because she does Beyonce. Thank you so much. It's me, Beyonce. Um, You know, it's a <laughs> it's a blessing to be here with y'all on Truth Serum. You know, um, you know, it's amazing. Thank you so much. You know. You know, it's funny to everybody in the audience is, is dying laughing. We always hear the dudes go up there and do their impressions. But a lot of women who do impressions don't do a good job. Uh, they're, they're missing the writing. <laughs> Not all of them. It's but. hard to be to be a writer and to do impressions. That was why Dayton Carvey was so good at it mm -hmm. was because he could do both. And not everybody can do both. It's tough. It yeah, tough. No. Oh, I, you're right. I am great. I, I agree. <laughs> That's what you're getting at. I agree with She's you. She's very humble. I love it. Modest. So who else? You know what you I? Oh, you know what I always thought about? I always hated how people will tell you, be humble. You have to be humble. Be humble. And then like on Instagram, they have those posts, be humble. And then later they say, be yourself. And it's like, bitch, which one is it? Because I'm not, I'm not, humble. not humble. You uh -huh. know, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to pretend like, I don't think I'm great. 
That's dope. I, I love hate it. that. So I hate when people post stuff like that, where it's like, be yourself. And then the next one, their next Instagram inspirational post is like telling you what not to be. Because they're telling you be humble because it's all in relation to how they're feeling about themselves. Right, right. <laughs> if they were feeling good, they'd be like, yes, yeah, exactly. Bitch, I'm right there with you. But when they feel bad, like, how dare you ascend into I greatness? That shit. I love it. I, social media for you is something that you're really good at. Oh, thank you. So thank you so much. I dread it. I can't stand it. Do you it. really? Oh, yeah, I hate it. I um, It makes me want to throw up. Oh. So I go on social media sometimes. I mean, I, I, I do enjoy following your Instagram. I like your Instagram a lot. You don't really tweet a lot. No. No, but your Instagram is cool. Thank you. I just, I, I'm trying to get better at it because I feel like if I said what I really wanted to say, I would never work in this town. Right, right, right. Do you right. ever feel that Yeah, way? yeah, yeah. You know, oh, no, I don't agree with that. No? I mean, I don't care. Okay. I've already suffered a lot of consequences, so I don't really give a shit. I'm going to be fine. There's always somebody who agrees with me. See? From the mouth of babe. <laughs> I've been working on it. Because uh, my people tell me I'm extreme, that my views are extreme. And I'm like, why is it that wanting equality and justice is extreme? <laughs> I know. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, but also, the other thing, you're very saturated in the urban market. And that's tough to navigate when you're, yeah. when you're, when you do what you're doing. Like I, the urban market embraced me first when I came to LA, but it, it, I was noticing it was very limiting. Like I remember yeah. taking a meeting with someone who like, you know, runs a, a popular internet comedy thing with the urban market. I'm trying to keep it vague. Um, and they took a meeting with me to, and I was like, unless you guys are trying to change shit, and, and so that I could, cause I'm not trying to be on your shit and disrespecting myself. Cause that's not how I work. That's not right. what, what my comedy is. And this fool's face dropped cause he couldn't believe it. Cause I basically was like, your whole shit is all the women that are on here disrespect themselves. I mean, you guys have all seen those Instagram videos where yeah. quote unquote comedy and it's just a bitch with her butt out. That's not comedy. Right. Why do the boys get to be funny and the girls don't like, and so I went into this meeting and I told that fool that you know, he hadn't talked to me in a while. So. Well, as Marcus King, who's over there uh, taught me, I am able to perform in all spaces and the black market has met me where I am. Right. Because I'm never, you will never see me dance anywhere. Right, right, right. And I'm not going to dumb down for people of color because I think it's insulting. But they've tried to steer me away from my yeah, people of color and I refuse because right. I feel like white people will embrace you while you're winning and then they discard you and you can't go home. And that's one thing I really admire about Kevin Hart is that he can always go home to his people and I think like Latin comedians, we we want to assimilate so bad into white culture, but then they recycle us and they dispose right. us. And I'm just really aware of that. But the black market was very difficult for me to navigate at one point and the Latino market because uh, I don't stop. I don't change who I am for right, anybody. You shouldn't. You know? And so you were going to say something? No, I was just fixing it. Yeah, no, for me, it was a job because I was, you know, I was on. Comedy Central, Shaq's Comedy All-Star, Last Comic Standing, and HBO Latino. Right. And that's that that can be really hard. The people who've embraced me the least have been Latin men. Of course. Of course. Yeah, they're the ones that's, to hate. That's it, yeah. Why, that's, because you're too mouthy? <laughs> yes, I'm a feminist, and that is anti-machismo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the thing is, they like they do like mouthy women. They don't like smart women. And if you're both, then that's a wrap on you. Yeah, you can you can be mouthy and they're cool, like they're cool with it. 
and you can be like the smart little sister and they're cool with it. But to be both, no. Yeah, no, they don't want to hear. And you, they, and you definitely can't be telling their women to liberate themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, this bitch is a troublemaker. Yeah. Like she's trying to fuck up my home. Yeah. Even my own brother will be like sometimes like, can you tone it down a little bit? You think you could, you, why do you, why did you say that? Or I can't believe you said that on stage. Yeah. And I'm like, would I have said it in the living room? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, so then why would I yeah. not say it on stage? That's who I am. Right, exactly. You know, I, I get a lot from Latin people. You shouldn't curse as much. Because uh, it's not ladylike? Yeah, because it's not ladylike or it's not Christian-like. And, it, you know, I, I resent people who tell other people not to curse, not to curse, especially for religious reasons, because you're assuming that, one, I'm a Christian and I think right. like you. Or two, that... Um, I just don't see language that way. I was an English major. English is my second language. When I learned how what words mean and how they, fuck could have meant pineapple, yeah. right? And pineapple could have meant ass. Like just to put that much power on words, which is something that we as people of color are, have been in bondage to mm-hmm. for such a long time. White people don't operate like that. They're free. And um, it, it's really sickening sometimes. So mm-hmm. I say fuck as many times as I want. And if you don't like it, get the fuck up and get the fuck out of my show. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I also read an article that smarter people curse more. That dumb people are the ones that, because they tend to be more, um, they tend to be more, uh, more uh, subject to being oppressed by religion. And they're very, very, um, limited in their thinking, which is why they say and do what everybody else is doing in accordance to what they think is right. I I mostly agree with that, but I also feel like nowadays there's a there's a study that supports every belief, no matter what side it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Bitch, get off your phone. Who are you texting? This no, it's bitch. it's the. I have to make sure that my guests get in because now they. The white guy that's out there is making sure that everybody signs in and does mm-hmm. all this. But did. Were you because he's white they, and the people that aren't white ain't ever did that to me. When you um came in, did you have a place to park? No, it took me forever to park. Yeah, that's what I. So that's why I'm making sure that the people get into the building. I'm not texting anybody while I'm sitting here with you. You're very distracted. You almost missed my hilarious observation. No, I didn't. Miss I know, it. but you didn't, and I was impressed. No, because I was listening to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So what are you doing now? What's going on in your life? Oh, my God. Everything. Nothing. I'm busy. I'm tired. Um, trying to sell shows. You worked with Method stuff. Man, too. That was oh, the yeah. thing. Fine as hell. God damn. I saw the picture. Yeah, he's cool. He Everybody nice. loved Method Man. Yeah, you know what's funny is I saw Wu-Tang at the last Rock the Bells. The, remember when they had Hologram ODB at Rock the Bells? Mm-hmm. So I was there for that. Met the man threw a fit. It was hilarious. He was mad about the sound or something. Like he threw like a bitch fit. And like respect, like the sound wasn't to his, you know, whatever he needed. And I get that. But it was one of those things where I was like, you know, you could just walk off stage. You don't have to throw the fit on the mic in front of all these fans. I remember thinking that, you know, but I was like, whatever. He's act like a bitch. He's pretty. I get it. And uh, so on set, I remember there was moments where I was like, ooh, he's trying to hold back his little bitch fit. And oh. I was, and like other people were like, they didn't know how to s- interpret it. But it's like, yeah, if you've been in this business at a certain point, you fucking, you're going to lose it a little bit, you know, because, you know, especially people of color, especially black men, you have to like, uh, uh like adapt and accept a lot of bullshit. Yeah. And um, because you don't want to piss anybody off because you want to keep working, like right, exactly right. what you said. 
And um, I remember Rock the Bells, he wasn't trying to be that way, which I was like, ooh, this is exciting. I love, I like seeing that. It's behind the scenes, but it's in front of the scenes. But I remember I dropped the mic. He was hella on his best behavior. And I was like, oh, it's probably because it's like hella, a lot of white people here and a lot of white opportunity that he doesn't want to fuck up. You know? I met, where does Drop the Mic? Is that a, a battle Celebrity show? rap battle show. Oh, yeah. So I met a girl who is, she coaches the celebrities for the raps. Uh-huh. Uh, who, blame me? She's a white girl that is, I think she's either Australian or British. Oh, I don't know. But I met, I just met her because I was doing a, a shoot with Buzz. Recently, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just met her. She's like, I coach the celebrities yeah. on rap. And I was like, ain't that some shit? Yeah, yeah. They need it. They have a lot. There's a guy, Michael Micah James. He's a great rapper. And he was a rap coach. Uh, but now he's a writer, which is good. Um, he's really funny. I left the show. And where can people see Drop the Mic? Don't watch it. It's not good. No? No. Are you not I left immediately. No, I left immediately. I hated the experience. It was terrible. It's not a good show. Don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> Don't watch Drop the Mic. <laughs> I love Method Man, but that show sucks. Is he the host? Mm-hmm. With Haley Baldwin. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Don't watch it. Is that Alec Baldwin's daughter? Uh, no, the other one. Stephen Baldwin's yes. daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Must be nice. Yeah. Oh man. So don't watch Drop the Mic, but do <laughs> follow uh, my, Marcella on uh, on social media. Tell people what's your social media. It's at Marcella Comedy Two L's Marseilla Comedy. That's all my social media. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come right back with True Serum with Ida Rodriguez. Make sure you get your tickets for Friday, Thousand Oaks. We are at the Civics uh, Arts Perform Civic Arts Performing Center in Thousand Oaks. The Every Woman Tour with April Macy, Shantae Wayans, and myself. There were. 56 tickets now. There are 42 left. So make sure you get your tickets because we will sell out by Friday. We'll be right back. Truth Serum with Aida Rodriguez. What's your truth? Who's this? Uh, this is uh, Chris Cliff. Hi, um, Chris. How actually, are you? Thanks for calling. Good, good, good. What's going on? You tell us. You call me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nobody's bitch. Uh, no, no, no. Um, no, I was just um, listening to the show. Um, you know, I'm not particularly like it's kind of interesting with the whole like feminism thing that's going on because it's like, you know, <laughs> like with me, I'm not particularly feminist. I just believe like either you believe women should have equal rights or you're sexist and it shouldn't be like one or the other, you know, it's like, um, and at the same time, I do realize we do have a kind of like this, uh, political correctness thing that's going on. And I think, well, it mainly stems from like human decency is like, how do you treat people in a respectful manner and be like the best version of yourself? And then some people will, 
extenuate that to like being like almost hypersensitive and that creates like a kind of anti-culture and like rebellion against it and that's kind of like what i see like almost every day so i'm like you know it's kind of crazy what do you think about that i find it interesting that he has feminist beliefs but he doesn't want to refer to himself as a feminist that's like typical that's a lot of people think that way you know it's easy for him to say chris it's funny that you'll say that people are sexist but you won't accept that you're a feminist that's very interesting no i think all like women should have equal rights so there's a difference between that and um you know it's either you believe that people should have equal rights or you don't there's no middle ground with that it's like so to to no i'm, I'm saying like there shouldn't not to say that there shouldn't be a, a a need for that of course there is but it's said that we've gotten to a point that there is a need do you understand what i mean yeah, exactly. That's why the term exists, because there is a need for it. And that's why you fall yeah. under that umbrella, which is great. But it's weird for me as a feminist, as a proud feminist, to to hear you be on our side, but not accepting the fact that the term exists. It's just like just accepting that whatever, I'm Latina. I don't know. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like uh, I, I would agree with that, Chris. And, you know, what I what I think about when it comes to political correctness um i always try to examine intentions because i think that that's where mm -hmm. we get lost because yeah. i feel like some people who say things like to be politically correct are probably assholes because if you have to say that yeah. to be politically correct before you say something you're probably going to say some fucked up shit i don't ever have to yeah. say to be politically correct i always come aim from the best place and i think that it does create tension amongst people and it makes people like dislike other people more when because it seems to me that a, a lot of times the problem lies with the group of people who are not affected by the racism the xenophobia right. the sexism that are standing as translators and the buffers between the oppressed and that is where it gets lost caught in translation it gets it, it's really frustrating yeah, for they make me it sound like i've had conversations with, to be decent say know. that again sorry go ahead well, I mean, when I hear political credit, like it, they make it sound like it's a chore to be decent. To well, it shouldn't be a chore not person. to offend people because for many years, people who are in marginalized groups were being offended, mistreated, abused, and uh, you know, verbally attacked by people who felt they could say anything. And if you want to take away all of the marginalized groups from race and um, you know sexuality, and you take away that group, and let's just talk about people who are disabled. Um, just the fact that some people would use their mouths to attack those people, it's just, it, it, it gets old after a while. And at some point, somebody had to come up with something to start policing these behaviors because people, even now with this, feel like they could say whatever, they fuck, whatever the fuck they want to say to people. Yeah, but it's also, yeah. for me, it's what's, going back to what you, your point is, what's their intention? Yeah. Because I, I disagree that words people's usage of words is indicative of who they are. Um, I, it's, it's the actions speak louder than words. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's that concept of like, okay, well, you might use the word tranny, but how do you treat a trans person when they're in front of you? Yeah. That's you know, that's, point. you know, cause it's easy to slip and use the word in, in a, in an offensive way. But what, what, what are you going to do if the trans community, if you're walking in a room and there's a bunch of trans people, what are you going to do? How are you going to act? You know, yeah. 
How are you going to try to beat him up? Well, I think it, I think it all stems from like context too, you know. Uh, and I think that's what it's like. Words do matter, but it's more important as like. I mean, I was Ida who said it was uh, intention, mm-hmm. and I think that's really what speaks volumes more so than um, you know the act. What was the motive? So, um, yeah, I think people kind of lose sight of that, <laughs> and it's just uh, it gets frustrating, like running across things, and then you know what you said with the policing of the uh, political correctness. I'm like, well, what's going, what's going on here? What's yeah, really it's usually bitches in leaving yoga class with expensive strollers, telling everybody else what they can and can't say. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling, Chris. Um, I appreciate you being a friend of the show. Please keep listening. Peace, Chris, the feminist. And appreciate please you. Please accept your label as one of our <laughs> allies and be the feminist that you are. Until we have equality, we're going to still have to use that word. Oh, no, I am. I'm definitely a feminist. I just decided that we, well, well, well. That we have to do that. <laughs> uh, no shame. Just saying. Okay, well, um, uh, as you asked, I called. I'm here. So, Thank you so uh, much. You. I'll talk to you again. All right. Okay. Bye. Man, what a world we live in now that we have to just, the, you know, what that shirt this old lady had on at um, this older woman had on at the march when she said, I can't believe I'm still marching for this shit. Right. That's it's funny. so exhausting. It it's, is exhausting, but it never ends. So you are a feminist. You are uh, very vocal about I, I saw your picture with your feminist shirt on. Yeah, whatever it was, whatever. I mean, I've been feminist since I was a kid. It was just a logic for me. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to Latinos and misogyny in the household. I just like didn't understand why my dad would be like, the boys can do this and you can't. I was like, that. I logically, I was like, okay, we're talking about math equation. Like break it down, break down the math for me. How does this make sense? How does this add up? Because it doesn't add up in my brain. And what was funny is a lot of the times I didn't even want to do whatever it was like that he was suggesting that I shouldn't do. I just wanted to have the argument, right? which is proof that I'm just naturally argumentative. Right. Um, I just want you to prove, prove to me, prove to me why, prove to me why. And then I can accept your terms, but he can never, he can never, I mean, it was a, it was a point of contention. We had a bad relationship because he was a misogynist. Yeah. My stepfather too. My, when I grew up in a matriarch, my grandmother ran our family right. until she passed away. And I, I only my grand. I know my grandmother to own a gun. I know my grandmother to be a boss. I know my grandmother to. And it wasn't even like she was the Brewster's place lady with the gun, just right, shooting right, her. Right. You know, like she's. It was the security because she was a landlady and she had to protect herself and the property. And it was just. I've always known women to be strong and in charge. That's all I know. Right. And then you go out into the world of Latino culture, and they're looking at you like. You're never going to find a husband. You know what I'm like? As if that is the ultimate goal. Yeah, that's the only goal. (laughs) Yes. Only goal. And I'm like, okay, you promise? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to find some dick, though. And that's not hard to find. My stepfather used to tell me, you can walk outside the door and get hit upside the head with a dick. Dick will (laughs) never be your problem. And I'm like, shut up. He's right. He's right. Yeah. So you are, you're, you're touring now? I'm a, uh, I, I shouldn't say that I'm tour. I'm a, I'm just always booked. Mm-hmm. I don't tour. I'm just always booked. Good. I'll be at the Sacramento Punchline next weekend, Thanksgiving weekend. Are you headlining? I am headlining. Good. Yeah, I'm bringing my friends Greg Edwards and Katie McVeigh with me. That should be fun. And then um, I'll be in San Francisco for New Year's Eve doing Cobb's Comedy Club. Mommy. And and I, yeah, she's great. And I run a weekly in Los Angeles called Women Crush Wednesdays, all women lineups, 745 Hollywood Improv Lab, 10 bucks. Uh, never a drink minimum 
and great show. Modesto, I'll be at the Gallo Center performing arts headlining in my hometown on January 25th. I didn't, you're from Modesto. I know, yeah. 209 till I die. 209 till I die. I love it. So um, you are now headlining. You've been doing stand up for how long? Almost 13 years. February would be 13 years. So you've been, you've been putting in your dues and you love yeah. it? I do love it. Still. I'm a little tired of it mm -hmm. just because it, it, especially right now with the Trump stuff, it's like, you know, it's, I'm, I've, I get so much feedback after sets that it's like, oh, we wanted you to be more political. Oh, we wanted you to be less political. And it's mm -hmm. like, guys, I, I can't satisfy everyone all the time. I can only satisfy myself, but it's getting, it's getting a little weird. Yeah. And, um, but it's, I mean, there's clubs that like I did what Phoenix house of comedy it was really fun. But I definitely had to do a lot of crowd work because I was like, this material is not going to go well. And I don't feel like being in a bad mood. I want to have a good set, you know? Right. So I just make fun of the audience and satisfy everyone. Because that leans more right, right. It does. I mean, there was there were definitely some liberal people in the audience and it was fine. But the people who are conservative are very conservative. So, yeah, Phoenix is yeah. a very red state. But it, it's they're not Florida. Yeah. Sometimes I, I'm Florida's about to change with that 1.4 million. Yeah, they're I know. about to change. That's gonna change. They're about to be blue as hell. I'm embarrassed sometimes being from Florida because uh, some of the things that, like, I just yeah, saw. but you can't. You you don't control uh, the immigration landing. Oh man, I, I always think about that. Like, I we landed in California, and how fucking lucky am I that my parents came to California? Yes. I don't. I don't even know how. I think we had family or family friend up in San Francisco. Yeah, but it's like if we didn't, we would have landed anywhere. Oh man, it was. You know, and it, the thing about Florida is that South Florida is one place and then anything past West Palm Beach is Georgia, mm. Alabama. And you can see, feel those two dynamics. When you go up, up into Florida, it's like you see KKK rallies. Right. You see, And then you go to South Florida, nobody speaks English. <laughs> they right. either speak Creole or Spanish. And it is so, such an interesting dynamic. But one thing that I learned that I said I was going to bring here. Because uh, I'm always looking at all the horrible stories that come out of Florida. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to know why. So I started to investigate why. And it's because the law enforcement, there's no law in Florida that does not allow um, the media to know about everything that happens mm. in real time. Whereas in other states, the law enforcement releases the stories to the media. But in Florida... As it's happening, the media gets, uh, you know, the, the wires go out to the media as well. So that is why we always know all of the terrible right, things right. that happen in Florida, because there is no bound there. The media has no boundaries. So when you go to Florida, they have billboards of men who owe child support. They have the pictures of oh the men my God, that's and how much money they owe. Yeah, my ex-husband never made it to the billboard and I was very disappointed because oh, I was if any time I ever wanted Florida to work in my on my behalf. But that is why so it's so embarrassing. So today they showed a video. I think it was Ava DuVernay that posted a video of a woman in Florida at a church praying for the downfall of Andrew Gilliam. Wow. And then they were she was uh comparing it oh Ana Navarro, it was Ana Navarro. Comparing it to Arizona, she was like, Arizona's a red state and they were normal. But in Florida, the lady is speaking in tongues and praying, saying that he is the devil and an evil man and Jesus saved Florida. Oh my God. And that is all over the news. Wow. So I, I was 
it was uh, embarrassing because somebody sent it to me and they're like, there go your people again. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a Republican and she posted it. And I was like, yo, what the hell is going on? I go to social media sometimes and I'm like, I was just thinking today, I can't believe that's where we go to find out what the president is doing, what the president said, what's going on in the world. You go to Twitter before you go anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, it's immediate. I mean, it's, it to me, it's good mm-hmm. because there we don't have the filter um, and in the past, I mean, not to say that, not to assert Trump's uh, idea that fake news is uh, more dominant, but there, there's so much filtering happening with the news. Like, it's funny that you can read Trump tweet something and then it takes 45 minutes for CNN to write something about it. And then you get the no- the notification on your phone from CNN. That- it's like, bitch, I already read it on Twitter. Yeah. You, uh, how many times do you think you tweet a day? Oh God, I don't know. I just deleted it off my phone again because I was like, all right, I'm getting into too many fights. You go hard. I do. It's fun. I I get a lot of amusement from it. Roseanne used to tweet a lot. Yeah. I remember when we we did Last Comic Standing and she came in there one day and was like, tired. And they asked her, somebody said they asked her, why are you so tired? What's going on? She was like, I was up all night on Twitter fighting anti-Semitism. <laughs> oh, God. See, that's the problem, though. You can't, like, you you have to limit yourself. That's why I deleted it off my phone. Because I was like, all right, I'm avoiding work because this is so entertaining for me, you know? And yeah. also, I mean, the, the, at the risk of sounding fucked up and insensitive, it's, you, you never know. I try to remember that some of these people aren't real, but also... Some of these people have mental illness. Some people, some of these people are autistic mm-hmm. and you're getting into arguments with them and you would never do that in person. Like if, right. <laughs> if you knew that this person, you're like, wait a minute, something's off with you. You wouldn't even have that. You wouldn't even entertain the conversation. So let me ask you a question. Has Twitter ever affected your career? Do you think? Has Probably. Has tweeted? Yeah. Oh, abs- I absolutely believe that I've lost a lot of paid gigs because of Twitter. I don't know about it because they don't come my way. Right. Um, I've never been in a gig and lost it. Okay. Um, I will say that, but I, you know, I had, I had a comic who, I forget what I said. I said something, it must've been offensive. Oh, cause I remember there was a shooting in a yoga studio. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if this doesn't motivate, if, if a shooting in a yoga studio doesn't motivate white women to vote, I don't know what will. Oh, I saw that. It's funny. And uh, I had a comic be like, uh, saying something about how that was too far and whatever. And in my head, I was like, oh, he said, you never you never have to suffer backlash or something. But it's like, I suffer backlash all the time just because you don't see, just because you've compromised. Oh, I your, saw that. I saw yeah, that exchange. Because when people compromise their happiness for a paycheck, because that comic, that's what he does. I know he doesn't like his job, but right. the money is good. Right, and right. I don't do that. I don't, I every meeting I've ever taken with an agent or manager or whatever, I'm, the first thing I say is I'm not motivated by money. You can't talk me into anything. Yep. And uh, they're not used to hearing that. Yeah. People aren't used to hearing that. They kind of don't even sometimes know where to navigate the conversation because it's like, you can offer me everything. You can tell me Chris Rock wants to give me a million dollars to do a special, but if it doesn't make sense to do the special, if I don't have an hour to give, I'm not going to agree to that shit. I'm not going to force myself to do something that I'm not ready for and look like a dumbass. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. We have arguments at home about this. I don't, if you, you're not going to pay me uh, for your minstrel show. Exactly. But yeah. it's, and it's not even about being minstrel or not. Sometimes it's just, this is just not what I want to do. Right. I'm just not ready for it. I'm okay with taking my time. Like, uh, I'm patient. 
I'm like, I'm gonna, and also it's not just that I'm patient that I, I'm assertive of my career. Like I know my career is gonna be fine. I also know that I could die tomorrow in a mass shooting or whatever. So why the fuck would I compromise myself today if what, tomorrow isn't guaranteed? Yeah, that's integrity there. You see that? That's the kind of shit that I fuck with because I can't stand to see. Sometimes I'll see someone and I get embarrassed. I'm like, oh, I can't believe you just did that because you want to check. Yeah, people want checks all the and time. And people forget about it. You know, I don't know. We're too disposable in this business yeah. to sell out. Yeah. Because the truth is you got to go anyway. So why not go out on your terms? Exactly. Instead of them, them push you out. So you are, um, you're performing. Um, this is Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. It always reminded me to say that because I feel corny saying it. You are listening to True Serum. Marcela Arguello is in the house. And um, she is, every Wednesday, you should go see that show. Because it's not just women, but they're funny people. The show is good. I sat, I sit through it and watch it. Because it's like some I of I book it myself. Yeah, I know. I, that, the, and it shows. Because I don't fuck with unfunny people. And no, I definitely don't fuck you got with some unfunny women. for saying you wanted more women of color. Oh, my God. Yep. You can't say anything. You can't say shit anymore. People yeah. get mad. People get fucking mad. Yeah. There's a the white women, of course, got mad. That's no doubt about that. And then there was Asian women that were there was a few Asian women that were like, "Oh, what? Because we're yellow, we can't." And I was like, first of all, bitch, I will never refer to an Asian person as yellow because the origins are racist." Right. You know. I even was like, "Am I wrong?" And I like went online to be like, "Let me make sure right, right, yeah. that my knowledge of history is correct." And I was right, but I wasn't gonna get into it. I was just like, "Bitch, get a fucking clue." Cause then if I had posted like black, brown and yellow, come like, I would have got shit for that too. Yeah. For sure. I would have got way more shit for that. No, I did a pilot and Atsuko came and was on it. And I told her that they tweeted me about yellow feminism. And she was like, whoa, I never, I, you know, she was like, that's problematic. And it I was is. like, yeah, but it was an Asian person that said yeah, it to there, me. And it's I like, I get it. They're embracing the term, but they have to understand it's not, we're not all prepared for that shit. Yeah. Because the history is fucked up, you know? One thing about Atsuko and Jenny that I really appreciate Jenny is Yang. that they, they're very honest about the uh, Asians being like a white minority. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times having a lot of anti-black sentiment. They're very honest about it, which is why I really, really appreciate them anti-brown sentiment. But I, I, I watched you navigate through that. Um, because it was the white guys that were really bothering me when they were like, what were they saying? I don't remember saying that, you know, why can't it just be funny women? Why does it? Oh not, yeah, why yeah, you call yeah, it? yeah. And I'm like, as if you give a fuck about any of us, you know, what's funny is I've had a, exactly, but I've had men submit to my show and I don't, I, I still don't know if they, they don't know that it's all women. I mean, I've had dudes like copy and paste their email submissions to other shows and that shit. I, I love talking shit to them, like in the email submissions, like, bro, this is no. And to also, prove that they sent a submission oh and you ignored God. it. I, it's just, <laughs> I don't ignore them. I respond to every male submission to be like, you stupid idiot. This, it's you a need woman to, crush Wednesday. Yeah. The name is not a, a cute idea. It's real. Yeah, no, it's dope. And we need, we look, I looked at the lineup of, um, I think it was a funny bone in the Midwest somewhere. It was all white dudes. Always. You know, and I look at all the, the lineups for a lot of the clubs and it's all white dudes. It, and, you know, it's just, it gets old. Well, it's also a lot of the, the 
people, they say, oh, but nobody wants to buy tickets for a female headliner because they do look at the pictures mm-hmm. and then they buy tickets. But it's like, but yeah, that means you're not marketing to all the markets then. Right. You're limiting yourself. You're you're reliant on whatever whatever it is that you have been doing for the past 30 years. And it's all changing. Yeah. I think uh, Donald Trump emboldened a lot of those Absolutely. guys feeling like we don't have to book them again. Now, yeah. that, you know, you see it in a lot of the clips and people get very upset that people tell me, hey, be careful who you say or who you call out because you're not like they're not booking me anyway. Dude, the Jackie and Lori show. My favorite thing they do on their podcast is like talk shit about bookers that have never will never book them. And they drop yeah. names. I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. Yeah, they, if they're never going to book you anyway. It so doesn't what? matter. Why yeah. would you, and also, if you already know they are, treat women like shit, why would you want to give them money? Exactly. If you if you agree to work with their venues and you're giving them money, there's so many alternative spaces too and music venues that do book women and like booking women. Yeah, it, it's annoying. It's annoying. So tell people again where you're going to be in the next couple of weeks. Where they can oh my see God, it. Sacramento Punchline Thanksgiving weekend. I'm going to be uh, New Year's Eve at the San Francisco Cops Comedy Club. Um, every Wednesday in Los Angeles, I run a show, Hollywood Improv Lab, Women, Crush, Women Crush Wednesdays. The new year, I will be in Modesto at the Gallo Center, January 25th. And I'm hopefully going to go on a tour, a official tour, mm-hmm. because I'm dropping my album, The Woke Bully. And oh, nice. uh, yeah, I'm going to be dropping that soon. So maybe I'll come back and, and plug that shit. You have to. You got to yeah. come back. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking about the airline that allowed a a man harassed a black lady mm. and uh, did not stand by her. I'm talking about Ryanair got one of their airplanes repossessed. Their passengers were taken off the plane because they owed money. Mm. Sweet revenge. We'll be right <laughs> back with Truth Serum. Down in the parking lot, you were there. You didn't stutter or hesitate. You come to my rescue.
Marcela Arguello is in the house. And Adrian Lawrence has joined us. Adrian um, is a host, a speaker, attorney, author in progress. Yes, I'm reading her Instagram bio. <laughs> She's a blogger, 18, voice of the year, and um, progressive women's voices. She's one of those. I met her on the Young Turks. And um, it's been a love affair ever since because we... Uh, we gotta. We have to. We have to find solidarity as women of color, and it feels like we're fighting this battle, and we have to stay on the front lines because we can't let people. We can't let one slide. Yep. Yep. You know, You're it's absolutely to the right. Point. Mm -hmm. So and there's so few of us. So. Yeah. Yep. 
How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing really good. What's going on? Oh, man, just nothing. It's just wild. Just kind of still coming back from the elections and what's going on. I just found out that we got um, Arizona, which was cool. I guess it's the first time they've had a female. Um, I don't know if it was a governor, senator or whatnot, but it's just nice to continue to see the growth and the change. Yeah. Um, Arizona Democrat captured the GOP Senate seat. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. You know, what's funny. Uh, I saw that meme today that said the Democratic Party, it was Shang who tweet, put it up. The Democratic Party uh, appointed or elected. Where is Shang? I think, oh, I hope I didn't uh, delete Shang. Shang is angry. Democrats elected seven scientists in the midterm elections. Republicans elected three felons and a dead pimp. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, so enough with the, the parties are the same bullshit. Because mm-hmm. that's the, the argument. with other. They're both corrupt, but they're not the same. Exactly. Yep. And I think that so you um, you talk about this stuff all the time. I'm, I follow you as well on social media. and You're always talking about political stuff. How much hate do you get? Um, I don't get very much hate. Uh, like I was kind of mentioning to you at the break, like I have my filter set on. So because I just don't want that energy. Mm-hmm. And and I'm cool with like I'm just I'm cool with not getting it. I don't care. And so I I have that setting on. So I don't really get a lot of it. But then um yeah, man, I, I really don't, I don't know anymore. I just, part of me is, I don't know. I, it's just, it's very unfortunate when you see the things that people say to one another. And just because, you know, you just get beat and hit over the head with it. And when you see, especially like uh, celebrities leaving social media because they can't take the hate and they shouldn't have to. And it's just, it's disgusting and it's sad. And I really do wish we could call these people out and wherever they are, if they're working at CDS or if they're a banker somewhere or whatever, that they have to face their coworkers, colleagues and family. And people have to know this is the stuff you say to folks. Um, so we are live with Truth Serum. Adrian Lawrence is in the house. Marcela Aguayo is, Aguayo is here. And we are talking about what we talk about uh, most of the time. Trolls, because the president of the United States happens to be one. So trolls are normal now, mm-hmm. you know, and we sit there. We, Marcella and I are comedians. So part of our job is having to deal with that kind of stuff and taking it and turning it into funny yeah. and using it, you know, and sometimes it becomes taxing. I, it, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm not affected by it sometimes. I uh I have people walk up to me. I've had people. I was walking down the street the other day in, in New York, and somebody called me, and they were like, and I didn't know if they liked me or if they wanted to right, punch right. me in the face, and that kind of makes me nervous. Because yes, I don't know who you are, but you know who I am. But have you ever had someone approach you in person? Yep, it happened to me at Politicon. Oh and it, yeah, it, it is scary because you don't know what they want and if they they have an issue with you. You know, did, did he? Did she? What's that? Did they? Um, oh, she she loves my work and she wanted to see more of me. And uh, mm-hmm. but it it was very it was strange. Um, but yeah, and it's scary. The person that went up to you in New York, did they support you? Yeah, he was support. He he actually yelled out the car, um, and he was in the car, which was fine because I was like, I can run from here. <laughs> but it was a dude. I just I've never I don't know of anyone who's ever experienced someone coming up to me and talking shit the way that they do online it's yes just, that doesn't happen mm-hmm. yeah no, so I, to have that fear feels unnecessary well i mean i i've had people jank and the people that i work with on the young turks a lot of times they anna was assaulted in a park a man tried to grab her by her throat and threw her on the floor wow Wait, who anna who 
Kasparian. She's a, a, a personality on in, on YouTube who's progressive in her ways and thinking. And she had a at at Politicon they had to move her twice. She's yes. been people step into her, mm-hmm. and 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 Politicon is a specific environment. Yeah, that's what I was gonna people, say. But she was. She said she was running, and if her husband hadn't been there. You know, oh, her husband was with her. Yeah, that's some boldness too. When you have yeah. a man with you, yeah. and still you were going to be attacked. That's yeah. wild. Did the person knew who knew who she was? Yeah, no, no, no. That's it was somebody who just, that was their intention. That's yeah. why they bought the ticket. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's 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 it, it, you know, and at some point because of all of the stuff that's going on, like the girl that was on the Voice that got shot at the signing in Florida that was murdered. You know, they the guy was fixated on her. He was upset yeah. about something she said. That kind of shit is real now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's always been real. We just yeah. have access to it now, but it just it is scary. And as women, you know, sometimes you're like, How what do I need to grab? Yes, so yes. I can hurt this man. You always have an exit plan. You're always thinking about how can I take you? Like the the amount of time I have to size people up, it's wild. And it just feels weird, but at the same time, it's it's instinctive. Just because you're always in a fight or flight mode when you're dealing with nonsense. So we are, we were talking about what we were talking about offline about trolls and how we deal with them. And Marcela talked about how she, um, she had a, she developed a a method on how to deal with them based on her brother's. Oh yeah. That's what I was talking about. My brother, I found out my brother was a troll essentially on his free time. He likes to go on and talk shit to people that that he doesn't know and doesn't have anything in common with and just finds that something funny to say to them yeah you know what sarah silverman addressed one of her trolls and ended up helping them get some mental health care that that's wonderful it's a waste of time he was go- <laughs> comedian <laughs> fuck that guy yeah he was t- talking smack to her and then she started talking to him and then eventually he had a breakdown oh, and it was man. like i'm suffering from depression and then oh. they exactly it's he's it's already on his mind see that's the problem with people they they waste so much of their own time not helping yep. themselves you just help yourself Yep, lashing out at folks. At Just, Sarah Silverman, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got him. She got, they raised some, they did some crowdfunding and got him some money. And now he's getting some mental, because his insurance wasn't working. And Aww. See, he was mad about some shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he was hating on Obamacare. And she was like, you know, that, you know, a lot of, you, you saw it. People didn't know that the Affordable Health Care Act and Obamacare is the, the same, same thing. thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they were hating Obamacare and loving the Affordable Care Act. And unfortunately, they bite their noses to spite their faces. Mm-hmm. People are special. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll do all sorts of things. Who's weird? One thing that someone asked me the other day, and I asked you, uh, someone asked me, why do you talk about politics so much when you started doing comedy? You weren't talking about politics. You were talking about your life. And I was like, y'all motherfuckers made us. <laughs> y'all turned us. Y'all pushed us into this world. This ridiculousness, this craziness, this lack of normalcy that is the world that we live in today. If we don't talk about it, then who will? Yeah. Yeah. But you it, to me, it sounds like you were already in that mindset before you did comedy. Yeah. I mean, so, I've always had a mindset. But that's what I'm saying is that most of the comics that are good at talking about politics right now have always talked about politics in some capacity. Yeah. They did it on stage. I don't know. But I mean, that's how I started. Yeah. And because I was super active politically and socially, um, my friend, she was a civil rights lawyer. She was going to school to be a civil rights lawyer and she was my best friend. And like, I was super engaged with what she was doing. And I was like on the cusp of like, wait, am I going to spend my life doing this 
Or could I be more productive if I focus on stand-up comedy and entertainment and I can reach more people this way? And I chose that path mm -hmm. and I was right. Yeah. You know, and now she's kind of out of the game because it, of course, we all know people suddenly became informed because of Trump, which yep. is the most infuriating shit. But I guess that's what they needed. Mm -hmm. You the know, wake up so call. It was the wake up call. Because I remember even the right before he won, and me and my mom were talking like, what if he wins? And we were just like, well, then people are going to learn. Some people got to learn through experience. Like we don't, but yeah. some people do. Absolutely. We were and spoiled for a long time where we could let the government pretty much run and we had issues, but at the same time, they weren't these dire, embarrassing, kind of just like almost regressive issues that we have now. You, right. you're right, working on a book, is it political? That's correct. Uh, no, it's, well, in part, I feel like everything's political now, but it's largely focused on women in the workplace. Oh, women in the mm -hmm. workplace. And what kind of attorney are you? Um, let's see. So kind of <laughs> kind ended of up doing everything. Um, uh, so my background was largely in criminal law. So just focusing on when people get some handcuffs on them. And I love that the most. But I ended up, so I ended up Damn, teaching kinky. that. Oh, yeah, man. That's right. <laughs> and I, so I ended up teaching that. But then I ended up practicing more corporate law that was business contracts, uh, did some white collar stuff, but largely representing businesses and individuals when they get into fights and real estate. That's so. still criminal. Yeah. <laughs> was that yeah, satisfying? Definitely. Um, it was. It's just one of those things where I am so passionate and I love my oath and I take it so seriously that it brings out the absolute worst in me because mm. I will sacrifice my entire life so I can be there for my client. That's great. And it's so I was like, no, yeah, yeah no, but I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't love anything more. And right. that's a problem. Yeah. 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 You, so this is the year of the woman. Yes, it said, is. Right? Uh, Hillary was two years too early. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they said she's going to run again. I read today mm. that she's preparing for. She should. Yeah. For the next campaign. The demonization of that woman, though. I I, I got tired of having the same argument with people telling me how corrupt she was. And I was mm. like, no different than anybody. Any politician. Politics. Well, Any politician. Is like, I don't want someone as a politician unless they do <laughs> some savage. corruption. Thank yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> it's like, that's how. I used to work on the Hill. I represented members of Congress when they got into trouble for things. And I'm not speaking from any particular experience. I ain't naming no names. But I'll tell you, that's how it works. You have dirt on right. certain people to get them to do things yeah. because everyone has different interests. And so I want someone coming to the game with a lot yeah. lined up so that they can get movement and change. Yeah. And if in, especially with her husband and all the stuff he has and all the favors he was owed. Nah, if they were smart, she was she was perfect. Yeah, she still yeah. is. She's all right. She's been saying some stuff. Her her little her. She's always her, gonna be saying some stuff. Her wifeyhood got in the way with this whole thing with Lewinsky and Clinton, where she was like, "No, I don't think it was an inappropriate relationship." Oh, like yeah. Lewinsky was like twenty two, twenty three. Part of me is like, "Okay, I'm gonna need you to step back, be a little bit more objective." Um, but otherwise, I think she's great. She, yeah, but she I mean, said it wasn't an abuse of power. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, an yeah. abuse of power. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, That's where it just makes me say, don't don't try to gaslight anybody. Uh, that, that lets me know she's ruthless. Oh, she my is God. house of cards. Yeah, yeah she's she ruthless. is. She is house of cards. So you're working on a book. Yeah. And what else are you working on right now? Oh, gosh. Um, just doing the Young Turks, coming on there, talking when something relevant comes up. Also, um, I'll probably end up picking up more Madden. Um, uh, things change, unfortunately, because we had the Jacksonville shooting a few months ago, and that really, unfortunately, upset um, everything. It threw everything out of balance. Um, In what and lost sense? two wonderful young men. Um, so I was the sideline reporter for NFL Madden. Okay. Um, yes. And so, um, yeah. Uh, and that was just absolutely heinous and terrible. Um, it just seems so way too often. Yeah. Uh, way too often. 
Well, yeah. shit, every six days for, the, for the last couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, the synagogue and the... And then they California borderline. Yeah, those mm-hmm. three shootings were each six days apart. And it's, and it's crazy. And it, it, it also... It, people just don't realize how much the aftermath, how, how it impacts people. Right. And uh, from the PTSD, uh, the depression, the um, just everything that people never assumed it'd be them. Right. And even when you weren't hit and and watching people I know and I care about go through those things, it's it's eye opening. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, no, no. You are uh, listening to Truth Serum with Aida Rodriguez, um, Marcela, comedian, Marcela Arguello is in the house, host, TV personality, author, game changer, Adrian Lawrence is in the house, and we are talking about uh, the year of the woman. And we're talking about this blue wave that just took place, and so many women that you did not think, I, the the fact that Mike Pence, Mike, Mike Pence has to swear in two Muslim women with a Quran in his so hand. great. <laughs> sweet, sweet revenge. Isn't it? But uh, just thinking about uh, Alejandra, um, I always talk about them like that. I talk about her like she's like my the cousin. Homie. Yeah. yeah, she's my cousin. But the fact <laughs> mi that- prima, Mi prima, Alejandra. <laughs> she did not have the money to get a place in D.C. Mm-hmm. until her money kicks in for her job. And did you see Fox News was making fun of her? See, now, of course they were. Man, and part of me is like, you talk about your fan base and how much you're just the American this, American that. It's like, don't you know how many people are living below the poverty line? Don't you know how many people are struggling every day to make ends meet and you have the nerve? Mm-mm. Yeah, but they got nothing else to talk about. Well, they have nothing else to tear down except for what? And they've now kind of gone silent with the whole Tucker Carlson uh, going to his home and mm-hmm. terrorizing him thing. They got really quiet about uh, that caravan, too, as soon as the elections was right. over. It was oh like every God. every second on the second until yeah. the election. And then, boom, nothing else. Uh, Tucker Carlson, without, at uh, Politicon, when asked about his views on immigration, said, I have, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, I have these amazing dinner parties. I love my dinner parties, they're great. People talk about them. They're just the best dinner parties. I love having my dinner parties. I would hate it if somebody else invited people that I didn't want at, to my dinner party. And that was his analogy about immigration in America. He doesn't appreciate other people inviting people that he doesn't know to his dinner party. And I'm sitting there listening to him. That's why when he said... um, uh, he also said that um, it was so much stuff. I can't even, I cannot mm-hmm. even, it, it made me so angry. But when he was talking about immigration, he was very, very pompous and talked about the rich people in his neighborhood. So when he got, those people went to his house, yes. allegedly, right? And said, I was like, fuck, everybody wants to go to those dinner That's parties. That's what I heard. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody wants to mess, mess the jank said, don't tweet that. Ah. But... <laughs> I, I don't give a Nobody fuck wants to miss All that, is lost. Nobody yeah. wants to miss that unflavored chicken. Uh, <laughs> plain baby. macaroni. I don't, I, and you know, it's funny. I don't feel sorry for those people. And that's, that's what makes me feel bad as a human. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, am I supposed to feel sorry for people even when they're assholes? But I don't. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I don't think it's right to go to his home. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. Because also, I just don't want anybody doing that back and forth and let me go to, you know, whatever pundits home that's just not okay but at the same time he says a lot of white nationalist things and part of me is like 
Unfortunately, I shouldn't say this goes with the territory, but when you continue to promote hate speech and propaganda, I'm not surprised. It's mm-hmm. not okay, but I'm not surprised. No, Marcella, you was on. You were on his show, right? But I do want to point out something interesting that you guys are saying is you're saying that you're not surprised that that's happening to him, but then you talk about your your the girl that was on YouTube saying shit, and then she's gonna get harassed. Like it's the same shit. Mm-hmm. So you do have to say with about her. Do you not surprised if it happens to her? If you're gonna say it's not surprised that it's happening to him, like that's the that's the territory that any anybody in the public eye does have to deal with, you know, like that's what is so interesting about the right and opposed to the left is that the commonalities are there. And if we don't talk about that shit, we're not going to get anywhere. Well, I think, I think there's a difference between what Anna speaks and what Tucker speaks in terms of, of course there's differences in what they talk about. I'm talking about human reaction to what they're talking about is the same. It's interesting you say that because I, I don't know, but I I think I maybe lean too much one way because I see the things that Tucker says as coming from a place of hatred where violence was used to silence people for centuries. I 100% agree And whereas Anna's like more, it's it's an opening of welcoming. And so part of me is like, I do get that there are people who don't want that opening. You know, it's the people who love the Affordable Care Act but hate Obamacare kind of thing. Right. They still benefit from the opening and so I understand that, but the opening and opening arms has never been known for its violence. And I its agree, hate. but what I'm saying is the way that that audience is viewing it is yes. with the same. I'll give you that. That's I'll how give they're you that. viewing that, that's it. That's how they view it as an attack on their. Exactly. I'll give you that. Yes. So that's why I'm. I, it's fascinating when people don't see. I don't want to say hypocrisy because it's not that. It's that we do have commonalities that we are not accepting on both sides. Yeah, I feel. I feel a lot of times I did a comedy show at uh, in, at Flappers and I have a joke about lesbians, but I, I joke about everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And after the show, this woman comes up to me who's a professor at UCLA and she said, hey, I really I thought you were funny, but some of the things you said were problematic to me. I didn't really appreciate the joke you made about lesbians. And she gave me her card. And she was like, I would love to sit down with you and help you write your jokes. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Lesbians. Oh, wow. And um, I said, you know, I was like, were you offended by the jokes I made about black people and Latin mm-hmm. people? Or were you just offended by the lesbian joke? Mm-hmm. And she was really quiet. And she uh-huh. was. But it was so offensive to me. But, you know, and she was like, I, I pride myself in being a liberal. And I think sometimes liberal people can be so fucking condescending yes. to people. Of they color can be so conservative in their views. That's yes. the problem. That is the problem, mm-hmm. especially with white liberals specifically. Yep, Cause they're right. unwilling to look inside themselves and see where they're contributing to what is the problem that right. they're actually barking about. Right. Yeah, ma'am. So we are uh, live on truth serum with Ida Rodriguez. Adrian Lawrence is in the house. Marcela Arguello. Marcela, you got to tell us about your visit to Tucker Carlson. Oh, I didn't, I didn't go to Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. Okay. So remember that, um, that, <laughs> Last year, last summer, there was that shooting with the Senators in the baseball game. Mm-hmm. So nobody died. So I wrote a joke. That's what I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Went on you Twitter. Nobody died. Yeah. Nobody died. And you know what? I'll be honest. I've written some jokes about places that people have died, but it is what it is. Um, I, uh, I I tweeted, if a few old white conservative men have to die in order for the gun control issue to get discussed, I'm willing to take that risk. Um, <laughs> went viral. And the right got a hold of it. And uh, <laughs> the right got a hold of it. The right got a hold of it. <laughs> And uh, I ended up on Tucker Carlson Friday night. They like posted my whole shit up. They blasted me. Mm. And Saturday, Breitbart wrote an article about me. And Sunday, Milo Yala, whatever the fucking that dude's yeah. name is, he was talking about me on his social media. She, I mean, it went viral. And it, I, I was stuck. I was telling you, I was inundated with death threats I bet you were. and insults. 
and uh, no rape threats. That was disappointing. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was funny to me. I wrote one of my favorite bits about it. I wrote because I, I, the thing was, that's, I will give the right some credit because they don't, because they're not politically correct. Uh huh. They were saying some hilarious shit to me because I, you can't, I'm, I can't be offended. Like I can, like you can offend me if you're trying to like, uh, systematically oppress me that is offensive that is what i find offensive but words in a combination nah man that's it was hilarious some guy called me um uh frank zappa and drag oh wow another guy said i look like um, an extra in a mr t movie and <sighs> and then there was a guy who said uh i bet your pussy smells like it it was baking in the sun behind a chinese restaurant Aww. i shared that tweet i was like this is fucking hilarious dog <laughs> and he was like thanks <laughs> We've been dating for six months now, um, <laughs> and uh, I, I and then and then somebody went on my uh, YouTube and they were like, uh, "Shout out for the views." And then he, he was like, uh, under one of my videos, he wrote, "You nasty, filthy cunt! I pray you get shot." So I wrote what I thought was his prayer that night, oh, praying yeah. I get shot. It was is really it's one of my favorite bits, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I wouldn't have. If it wasn't for trolls, I wouldn't have this hilarious bit about this guy saying a prayer. It's like, I forget how it goes. Dear Lord, thank you for blessing me. Today, I do not want to ask for strengths or blessings for me, my family, or the world. Today, Lord, I stumbled upon a female comedian on YouTube. <laughs> and although comedy is subjective, I, I found her comments to be a bad taste. Tomorrow, I'll pray for peace on earth. <laughs> cure for cancer, ruins for the homeless. But today, Lord, today, I humbly request that she get shot. <laughs> and then I go into another part of it, but it's fun. I mean, I just, I don't give a shit about trolls. I mean, they're just words, you know? I do have learned I need to do be more careful because that Thousand Oaks guy, did you see what he said yes, on he Instagram? Did. He said he shot these people, not because he was crazy, which he was. Well, there's no arguing that he was, but he said out of boredom. He oh, was wow. bored. Yeah. So that was, I was like interacting with someone last week who said he was a fan of mine. And then he, you know, like we got into it cause I don't give a shit. <laughs> and then there was a certain point where he was saying I was fake and all this shit. And, and I'm phony and my tough girl persona is paper thin. And my instinct was to say, pull up then. Right. Pull no. through, right? And I was like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What am I, what am I getting into here, you know? Yeah, no. I was like, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to tell jokes for a living, you yeah. know? I'm not trying to get shot up by this fool who I don't fucking know who's like mad about the wrong shit mm -hmm. and probably suffers from mental illness and it's probably has too much time on his hands. Yeah. And um, which I also have mental illness and I also have too much time on my hands. So it's like, you know, it's, you know, the cat, I mean, the pot calling the kettle black. And um, two wrongs don't make a right. No, they make a That's right wing say. troll. <laughs> Man, I, I, I pray that... I don't even know what to pray anymore, but I definitely don't pray that you get shot. I mean, come on. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, some of the headlines that were in the news today that I thought were hilarious, uh, disturbing, funny, sad, happy, all of the above. Uh, but I want to I really want to talk about uh, Ryanair. So we'll be right back on Truth Serum.
Aida Rodriguez having a conversation with two women who are fascinating. It is the year of the woman. Adrian Lawrence, Marcela Arguello is in the house. It's me, Beyonce. That's her <laughs> fascinating <Beyonce>. too. <laughs> and uh, we are, you know, we're having a conversation of three women of color. Uh, there's been no name calling, no hair pulling, no fighting. And that's Not what yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's still early. Yeah, that's what I want to do. It's like people say to me like, Kick it up the energy. Bring a little more drama into it. And I'm like, Why's it gotta be drama? I'm so fucking tired of us. Go watch Real Housewives of Who Gives a Fuck County. Yeah. Thank you. We don't want to, we, we want to actually move the conversation forward. Is that Carla still here? You are uh, live on Truth Serum. What's your truth? Who's this? This is uh, a guy named Emory Stevens. I can't hear. You can't hear him? And, uh, Say it again. And, uh, Can you repeat that? Uh, this is Steve. This is a good show here. First time I've been here, and uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Oh, well, thank you. We I'll, appreciate uh, that. I'll try and, and, and tune. Is this a, a weekly uh, thing or a daily show? This is a weekly show, sir. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're cool, live cool. We're live every Monday, 5 to 7 p.m. We're live right now. What's, do you have a question for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not more. It's more of a statement as opposed to a question. 
listening to you guys in the background, the three of you ladies, I am so impressed that uh, the world don't get a chance to uh, witness this or to hear this because, you know, as you guys were stating, you know, they're looking for drama, you know, calling her the B word and uh, jumping on and everything, put more drama in it. And when, in fact, in reality, this is the real world, you know, and, and you know, I don't watch those 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 shows, uh, what you call them, uh, the Lady Housewives, wherever they are. I never watch them, but I'll be skimming through it when I'm looking for a sports show to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, but, but it's, but it's uh, I, I am really, really impressed. And I wish there was some way that we can get you guys some money to get y'all on and have your own show on live TV. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're so sweet. Aww, Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you know, you know, and, and let me say this too before y'all cut me off. Yeah, I'm I'm from a large family of nine sisters. My dad used to call me. Oh, oh yeah, the twelve of okay? them. nine sisters. And, I, and, my, and listen to the rest of the story. So, so my 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 dentist is a uh, female. My pastor is a female. My attorney is a female. And of course, you know my lady. You know, but anyway, so everybody that's involved in me and around me. And then every time I call, uh, uh. uh Lift. I get a female drive. Wow, look at that look. Here? Good wow. luck. That's good luck. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying the show. So I don't want to. Well, I'm you glad you called. We yep. appreciate you. Thank you for calling. For real. All right. Talk with you later soon. Have a good day. You too. Right, Thank too. you. Have a good night. Talk to you later. He's got a lot of women in his life to mansplain to. Mm hmm. He used that archaic term female. I prefer the term bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We have another caller. <laughs> Thank you for calling Truth Serum. What's your truth? Hi, this is Chris. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, it was a, I was supposed to call about the uh, election. I totally forgot about that. Because a lot of people are getting discouraged because of their initial turnout. And I like put out a blast. Because a lot of people forgot on the news... They announced that they cut the funding for the anti-hacking of the poll uh, machines. Mm, and mm. a lot of people who were voting electronic, you know, like, they stood on the news that the machines were probably compromised. So, like, rest assured, like, less than a week later, we're finding out, oh, there's all these hidden votes. Like, a lot of stuff was being suppressed. So I was, like, trying to put on black people to start voting for paper or at least vote early. Because uh, it's a game. It's all a system. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's dirty pool, but there's definitely, uh, like, don't let, don't take everything for face value because there's definitely, if your vote didn't matter, uh, they wouldn't be trying to suppress it. I mean, there's a lot of means going around and stuff like that, but I was trying to um, add to that fact because, you know, uh, part of what we're seeing is just this whole resilience, mainly because of the whole uh, the feminist movement. Uh, you goddamn right. That's why. <laughs> so, so like for there not to be any results, especially like in the polls, is very like. Not only is this concerning, it's like wait a minute, something's not right. It didn't add up. Like well, you know you what? Do the math. It's like hold on a second. I I got tired of people. Um, I I know a few of people who consider themselves woke, telling people not to vote because mm -hmm. their votes didn't matter anyway. I thought it was 
First of all, I don't ever respect people who have a suggestion but never have a solution mm-hmm. in its place. Yeah. So a lot of people were saying don't vote, but they didn't have anything else to offer in terms of it was just despair. It's like <laughs> your vote yep. doesn't matter and there's nothing that's going to happen. Then the other thing that um, I, I, that really bothered me is specifically when it comes to people of color who really, you know, so our ancestors uh, did not fight for our right to vote, they fought for our right to have justice and equality. And voting is one of the mechanisms that, you know, is supposed to usher that into happening. But the the thing that really bothers me is I can't stand the woke people, the the woke, super Mm -hmm. woke that are like to the point where everything is to an extreme. And I'm like, what do you have to offer in its place? What do we do if, if this is not going to work and it's not going to help people of color, then what, what practical, you know, tasks, solutions, what do you have to offer people of color so that they can find some hope in this? And they had nothing. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. Throwing your hands up is not the answer. No. And the other thing is if that, if our vote didn't matter, the DA that was in Florida during the Trayvon Martin case would still be there. Right. Yes. You know, and the yeah. fact that we throw our hands up with our locals, specifically in, in your own habitat, that you don't care who the sheriff is, who the DA is, who yeah. the superintendent of the school is, is very telling. Because when you are complaining about how your kid is going to a shitty school or the police is doing this in your neighborhood, you those are that's where your vote counts. Yeah. We got you some, can control that almost yeah. immediately. Yeah, yep. we got some judges in there. We got some lawyers in there. We got some real people in there that, that hey, listen— Politics is a dirty game, and if they're in it, they're in it. But there are some people who are the lesser of certain evils, and I'm I'm gonna rock with that, as opposed to living throwing my hands up and not being a part of anything right. and saying, but always complaining That's about something. Right? Yep. And it's just oh, yeah, so, it's funny how they use the word like woke was really kind of like lucid dreaming because it's like when you say like ancestors people are still fighting for that right you yes know? that's because, right you know, even Absolutely. when you look at what's going on in georgia how people were turned away how our entire boss of senior was just like kicked off like oh yeah well you can't you can't vote today no and it's like it, it, it's not something that was like oh i mean there's a good thing of doing it in the name of the predecessors who came before you have struggled and they you're fighting for things that they weren't able to do there's that but then if you look around you and it's still going on, the struggle's not over. And no, you got to do it for your you kids be, and their kids. And you got to do so, it for your your family and what's in your direct your direct setting. And I think that we see the difference. I'm from Florida where you could see the difference. Yes. And, and this time there actually was a difference. And if, it, if those votes didn't matter, Donald Trump wouldn't be tweeting about it today yeah. about not counting the votes. Because a lot is at stake. So, uh, you know, I I listen to people all the time. I have a friend who's a very, you know, black nationalist, pro-militant, don't uh, don't believe the the American system and all. He's a contrarian. Every single thing Mm -hmm. that you talk about, he has a counter for. But he never has solutions. And it's like... Uh, that shit is rhetoric. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter to me. Lazy. Yeah, yeah for real. So thank you so much for calling, Chris. Thanks, we Chris. appreciate it. Sure. Uh, yeah. You too. Oh, yeah. Another thing. Is, the thing was, like, celebrities, they have a huge platform, and they can educate people. And they did a huge thing of motivating people to get out and vote. The only thing, they didn't tell them not vote electronic. And I well, think I think that's message ele- had been there, like, huh? 
No, no, no. I, I, we're going to talk about this when we get off. Uh, but uh, but we, we appreciate your call. We thank you so much for calling. We're actually uh, running behind and we have to catch up on our schedule. But we thank you so much for calling, Chris. Please uh, continue to be a, sh- a friend of the show and we look forward to hearing from you again. Um, I think uh, I, I got a little bit of backlash because I felt that the ce- some celebrities hurt the, the people who were campaigning. Anyone really- in particular? I don't want to say example any in names. particular. I just felt like uh, with Andrew Gilliam and yes. Stacey Abrams, I felt like celebrity hurt them as opposed to help. I think sometimes you got to figure out what's your best way to help. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's providing money. I don't think that um, that because we preach to the choir a lot as people yes. of color. So we are campaigning for Andrew Gilliam talking to black people. And with, when a lot of black people were going to already vote for Andrew Gilliam right. because, true. you know, we've gotten so tribalistic. But because, it, shit, you want to vote I, for somebody. Who cares? Well, White uh, people stay tribalistic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that now while we are campaigning and we know we have secured this vote, we got to go get the people who don't think like exactly. that. That is correct. And we, yeah. didn't, you know, it was so much preaching to the choir. When I saw them and I know Khaled and I saw the, the picture that they took and Khaled was like leaning down in the prison pose. And I'm like, this is a political setting. Yes. You know, right now what we need is we need to turn some people. Yes. Because that's what he needs. He's in Florida. The He's on the, the, the state line of Florida and Georgia, mm-hmm. you know, which Tallahassee is. Georgia. Yes. So you're you are that's that good old South Southern thinking. You're trying to turn those people over here. You know, Barack Obama did a really good job in his first term. Yeah. You know, he got people who do he turned states. He turned. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. And that was what I didn't. I was like, what do they think they're gonna accomplish with this? Sometimes distance distancing yourself and supporting from afar might be the best support that you can help. Because the problem with celebrities that. They don't, the left doesn't realize is that what we can, what we talk about the top 1%, we uh-huh. talking about corporations and what they represent to us. That's what celebrities represent to the right. Yes. right. So they look at a bunch of people who are wealthy and rich and don't have the same problems telling them who to vote for. Right. I'm like, who the fuck cares what you think? You don't have to worry about, you know, health care. Yes, right. that's right. And it was just, it. so I, it, 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 I was really frustrated by it because I was like, is there a, a better way to do this? Mm-hmm. No, and I think you're right in terms of having celebrities maybe hold off or, you know, contribute from afar. Because the reality is, which I don't necessarily know that everybody gets, is there's an ego element of it where they think that their cachet will carry on for the election, which, as you noted, it's not necessarily... You know, it's not necessarily their place because as much as a certain demographic may love going to your concerts and listening to your albums, they may not see you necessarily as a voice of reason in terms of going to sway their vote. Right. Mm -hmm. So it might be better to just hand off some cash and let, you know, the experts do the job. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we all agree on that. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I wanted to what? read oh, yeah, this headline. It Please. just makes me happy. So Ryanair plane impounded. 149 passengers kicked off due to an unpaid bill. Flights get canceled for all kinds of reasons, weather, mechanical issues, crews that have gone past their maximum amount of hours for the week. But it's not every day you get booted off of your flight because the airline was behind on its bill. <laughs> See now, and I've never even heard of Ryanair, but they are giving Spirit a run for their money. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, how ghetto is that? So they got a boot on the back of the plane. Is that pretty much what happened? Yeah. Pretty much. But you know, Ryanair is the airline where the old racist 
white man oh, attacked that was... the disabled black lady. Oh, man. And they made her that move. That news story was crazy. Yeah, they made her move and they never denounced that. No, man. they did not. He no. tried well, to apologize and she. And people, when they question me when I say karma, this stuff will come full circle because apparently, mm, yeah, they just, they got a boot on the plane. That's it, it made me so happy. That's so low budget. Uh, what, what do you tell your customers other than you probably, because you know the back of the ticket, it's got all that legal language and you're, you're yeah. in a whole world of trouble. They probably didn't give any of the money back. They're just like, sorry, you can file a claim. And so do, those people got to go elsewhere. Do you get your money back though? No, they probably won't give you your money back. If you if you buy a non-refundable ticket. It's non-refundable. If we can't go nowhere, sorry. And you just have to file a claim. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised because they don't have to give you your money back. Yeah. You just have to pursue it. Is I, I know I, that old lady. You, have to, you have to pursue it like a white woman. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I speak with the manager. To, when I see that uh, that older that elderly lady get off the plane. Yes, and I could just see her right now too. You do right Ooh. by me. Yeah, don't crumble. Yep. That's what did I did. Some brujeria, mm. black magic. Yep, some spells. It yeah. made me happy to see that headline, and I feel bad. Um, for the no. 149 people. Yeah, I feel bad for the people mm-hmm. who are. You know what it is to but get. But they should have boycotted that airline. That's on them. There you go. But wow. they probably had already bought in the flights, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, yeah, you could do something. Raise a little hoopla. I love That's it. True. So mm-hmm. when you uh, when you get ready to promote your tour, you're coming back. I'll come back, yeah. And then you got to come back. You just got to come back. <laughs> Thank you. I definitely yeah. am down to. Yeah, we have, uh, we have some stuff to talk about. And you know what's funny is uh, I have a friend in New York, uh, Marina Franklin, who has a podcast called She's Friends. so funny. Adore her. She's uh, I adore her. She has a podcast called Friends Like Us, and it's all usually women of color having just conversations like we have. Yeah. And she was the one that inspired me to just stay in what I was doing because I was like, people keep telling me, you know, the show needs to be more. You you guys need to talk more. It needs to be more more drama more. And she was like, no, people want to hear women of color just have a conversation, especially women of color. Yes. They want to be able to pick up, uh, go to pick up a podcast where we are not acting a fool. That's right. Yeah. And just we don't have to stay in that one little lane just because it makes them feel comfortable not thinking we have anything intelligent or intellectual or remarkable to say. Yeah, I agree. That's why I'm always saying give us our spectrum. Yep. Um, so you got to come back and promote that book. Thank and you, um, so we uh, we're going to sign off. But what, what I do want to say that a lot of people were tweeting and saying mean things about the celebrities who were losing their homes. Mm-hmm. Celebrities don't don't wake up. Uh, some do wake up with privilege, but no different than people whose fathers own corporations in America and and inherit wealth. But a lot of people had to work a, up for a long time to yes. get what they got. And just because they happen to be super successful doesn't mean that they deserve to lose what they have. So I um, I want to employ uh, some compassion in this moment and say 31 lives were lost in those fires. And while a lot of people were making fun about the, the fires, people, two people just died that who have not been identified. Yeah. It's not a joke. It's real. And to those people, my friend uh, April Macy, who's a comedian, one of my closest friends, can't go home because her building has been evacuated. Wendy Liebman was uh evacuated yesterday one of my comedy heroes got in a car accident broke both of her legs and now is in the hospital wendy lehman yes really yes oh my god it's been a a rough run and a lot of us have been affected eddie ift is out there fighting to keep his house there's a comedian who lost his home Uh, we work really really hard and um everybody didn't inherit their wealth 
So uh, while you're making, you know, fun or saying that this is karma to celebrities because they have different political views in you, they're still human beings and people. So Truth Zero wants to send just positive vibes to those who are affected by the fire. Calabasas has been evacuated. Yes. It's real. And um, those are human lives that we're losing and that, you know, everybody's life matters. That's right. And um I also want to say that I hope that in this op this moment, when those of you who are affected by this, you don't forget when it's somebody else. Yep. Because uh, a lot of people were appalled about all of the shootings. But those of us who have relatives or friends who have relatives in Chicago and Baltimore whose children are dying and getting killed daily and by same sociopath, you know, psychopathic killers killing those children. Um we have to have empathy for one another and solidarity. That is the only way that we flip the table over. So I, my thoughts and prayers, I hate to sound like those people in the white house, but I really mean it are with those people. And I hope that those fires are swept away quickly. Yes. And, um, We'll wait on the next thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in today, ladies. I appreciate Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. No, it just makes me happy. Make sure you go check out Women Crush Wednesdays um, at the Hollywood Improv in the lab, right? Mm -hmm. um, on Wednesdays at 730. And this Friday, like I said, we're going to Thousand Oaks and we're going to tell jokes and we're going to bring some healing to the community. Shantae Wayans, April Macy, and myself. I haven't checked the ticket count yet. Um, since the last time, but last time we only have 46 tickets left. So make sure you grab your tickets and come celebrate with us and help us uplift the community of Thousand Oaks at the uh, Civic Arts Center in Thousand Oaks. So thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll be back next Monday. I am Aida Rodriguez and we are out. Yeah.